for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now we always talk about three levels of understanding. Um, in that sense, uh, what does that mean? It means first you understand some things which is the area of a head, and then if you're moved by it and touched by it, it, we talk about the emotional area, you're the heartfelt emotion as influenced by your understanding. And what happens is the th third level of understanding is you put that into action. So it's a head, heart, and action. Uh, usually those are the ways how we teach in, in schools and Bible studies because we give them facts and understanding in, 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 um, of the Bible. And then through the Word of God and the working of the Holy Spirit, your hearts are moved so that your thoughts and your way of thinking changes because your heart itself is renewed. And how do we uh, uh, influence other people to do after all that? We tell them to act what you come to believe. And that is a transformation of our action. And these are the patterns that I come to see in today's passage. There's a level of head understanding, and there's a change of heart, and there's a level of those things that are supposed to put into action, but we see in today's passage that they are not correctly put into action. So as we take a look in today's passage, I hope that you see three levels of understanding, head, heart, and action, that could be applied to you as well. Let's take a look. Judges chapter 10, verses 10 through 18. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the Baals. The Lord replied, When the Egyptians, the Amorites, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Sidonians, the Amalekites, and the Maonites oppressed you, and you cried to me for help, did I not save you from their hands? But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But the Israelites said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Then they got rid of the foreign gods among them and served the Lord. And he could bear Israel's misery no longer. When the Ammonites were called to arms and camped in Gilead, the Israelites assembled and camped at Mizpah. The leaders of the people of Gilead said to each other, Whoever will take the lead in attacking the Ammonites will be head over all who live in Gilead. So in the first part of today's passage, we see the level of head uh, of how the Israelites understood about God. Because we see when they were facing all the oppressions that God had allowed because of their wickedness, and their idolatry, worshiping seven gods, as I said before, it was uh, symbolizing perfection. Their idolatry was uh, imperfection, seven gods all around the region of Palestine. And what they do is they come into, come into their consciousness, and they start to repent to the Lord. 
It says in verse 10, Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord, We have sinned against you, forsaking our God and serving the Baals. I mean, how, how is it possible they come back to their senses? They were worshiping other gods in perfection. Uh, because of the oppressions for 18 years, they finally come to their senses that they may have forsaken God. So they repent. They know this at their head level because they figured it out after oppressions in, for 18 years that there's got to be something wrong that they are experiencing. But what happens next? It's the level of heart that they start to change. After God uh, gives them a sarcastic comment uh, to their action in verses 11 to 14, the reason why I said sarcasm is that even though you say that you're repenting, you still forsaken me. Uh, in verse 11, again, the number of seven appears because the Lord replied, when the Egyptians, Amorites, Ammonites, Philistines, Sidonians, Amalekites, and Maonites uh, oppressed you, God uh, gives seven areas where they were oppressed and say, I have delivered from them, and de delivered you from them, meaning my salvation was perfect when I cried out, when you cried out to me. But what happens? You have forsaken me and serve other gods, so I will no longer save you. I'm not going to save you anymore because I know that you are saying this at your head level. Your heart has not completely changed. Your actions are just superficial and temporary. So what does God challenge him sarcastically? Was verse 14, go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. But we know that their hearts have not changed yet. And verse 15, we see it's seemingly heart change. What does it say? We have sinned. Do with us whatever you think best, but please rescue us now. Now, you might think that this is a genuine repentance, but look at it. I mean, raising kids, I mean, you might come to find that sometimes kids would just say sorry to you for doing something wrong because their actions do not genuinely change. They just want something at that moment. It's like, Dad, I mean, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, but just give me some snack. I'm hungry. But what do they do? They make the same mistake again. But the genuine uh, repentance is not followed by something that is just superficial spoken through the mouth. It's the heart change. The reason why their heart may not have changed is found in their action in verse 18. If they would have repented genuinely, they would have sought guidance from the Lord, just as we see in Judges chapter 1, verse 1. When Joshua passed away, they asked the Lord, who are supposed to go into the battle first? They asked for counsel of God. But what happens here, even though repentant, just saying, asking the Lord, rescue us. Okay, do whatever you want. Punish us if necessary, but you have to rescue us. I mean, they know that because that was a covenant relationship they had. But what were their actions? It says in verse 18, the leaders of the people of Gilead said to each other, whoever will take the lead in attacking the Ammonites will be the head over all who live in Gilead. That is so contrary to what they are supposed to do before the Lord. If they have repented, if they know that God is their leader and the one that would deliver them from this oppression, they would have sought for God's opinion. But they did not. That's why this passage challenges us in three levels, head, heart, and action. We may know who God is. We learn from Scripture. And sometimes our heart will change. It will transform us. But our action must meet what our heart has been changed to. 
In Romans chapter 10, 10, it says, For it is with your heart that you believe and be justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Now, even though your heart may have changed, your mouth displays what you're thinking in your heart. It's not just about your understanding and the knowledge you build up in the Bible. It's about transformation. It's not also about the transformation of your heart also, but it's the true action that should bear fruition from what you have received from the Lord. In this case, they should have asked and inquired the Lord's opinion, who should be the next judge in delivering us and saving us from this oppression. Do not forsake us, Lord, but rather forgive us. We have done wrong. We have followed all the foreign gods that we could ever see in our land. But now we come back to you and ask for your guidance. Who will come to save us? So as we see in today's passage, we saw that there's three levels of understanding, as I mentioned, head, heart, and action. And we saw that the head changed. They started to acknowledge God. Their hearts have changed. They repented. And also they put into action by getting rid of the foreign gods and serving God. Um, but I question whether that's genuine because what they professed with their mouth was contrary to what they were supposed to do. They would have supposed to ask God's counsel in who the next judge should be. But it's a matter of how you deliver what you believe that is most important because what you confess with your mouth displays what your head and heart feels and believe before the Lord. So I ask all of you to consider what you say, to consider your actions, especially in the words that you speak before God because that represents what you think and what you believe. Let us pray. Father Lord, Sometimes we put into actions that may be transitory, superficial, and temporary. But Lord God, cleanse our mouth so that whatever we profess and proclaim and say and speak, let it glorify you only so that we always display how we trust you, how much dependent we are to you, and how we seek for your salvation. So, Lord God, use your mouth, use our mouth to display your glory. I ask this in your Son's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer.